It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on Newstalk 95.3. Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. With financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the inspired team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, the show that helps you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm your host and one of the advisors on the show, along with my fellow financial advisors, Kevin Corhorn and Joshua Gregory, usually. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, Josh is not with us today, but we do have a very special guest, Medicare and health insurance expert, Ted Foster. And we've received several questions from you about Medicare and open enrollment, which is right around the corner. So Ted is with us today to help all of us learn a little bit more about what your options are and what you should do. As always, folks, this is your show. So go to wisemoneyradio.com. You can submit a question, check out more resources about the show and all of that, as well as you can give us a call, 574-222-2000. Lastly, join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter at Wise Money Radio to get updates about the show. We're going to be posting some resources uh, about the topic today that you're probably going to want to check out. So go there and catch up on all of that. So, Okay, folks, let me start with a question. How confident do you feel about your plan for healthcare in retirement? Most people don't feel confident at all about their plan. In fact, healthcare is cited as one of the greatest fears in retirement. If you were listening a couple weeks ago, we talked about some of the big, some of those big fears, and and healthcare costs were in the top four list uh, of fears from my folks, even. So this is a really big deal. Yeah, absolutely. And annually, and we've been accused of being financial nerds on occasion, but annually there's a study that's published by Fidelity Benefits Consulting that we like to look at. And uh, this year, it just came out: a 65-year-old couple. Retiring this year will need an average of $260,000 in today's dollars to cover medical expenses throughout retirement. Now, that's up from two forty-five dollars in 2015. And if you're listening to this and you're not sh- confident in that, we're, we're going to post this study yeah. uh, on our Facebook page and on the blog. And so you can go and look at this. But we think this is an important thing. That's that's $260,000 without the need for long-term care. And, and the study says, hey, if you put long-term care on top of that, it's another $130,000 for a couple. So about $400,000 in retirement uh, ex- for medical expenses. And that's that can be staggering. So what we want to try and do here is peel the onion back a little bit and help you understand what your options are and what you're looking at and how you can plan. Today, as Kevin said, we're joined by special guest Ted Foster, Medicare expert, to help us all learn a little bit more about Medicare and health insurance in retirement. And I can tell you this, whether you're nearing retirement right now, whether you're already there, if it's a long way off, you need to learn about Medicare, okay? It's such an important component of your retirement. You've got to do your homework and prepare well in advance. So Ted, welcome back to the program. Ted was on the show with us about a year ago, one of our most popular shows, one of the most downloaded ones off the podcast. He's a health insurance expert and Medicare expert and is truly passionate about serving people. And, you know, I've been told before, if you're going to buy a service, buy someone's obsession. 
right? And I can tell you for knowing Ted for a few years now, he's truly, truly passionate about helping people make great healthcare and Medicare decisions. So we're glad to have you on the show. Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Okay. Uh, Ted Foster, growing up uh, locally here in the Michiana area. I've been married uh, to my wife, Joyce, for many, many years. We have two adult children, uh, daughter, Sarah, and, and our, her husband, Randy. They're local. They have two wonderful granddaughters. Uh, as people always say, we would have had the grandchildren first if we could have. <laughs> um, we, we enjoyed our children also growing up, in fairness. And our son, Joel, and his wife, Bridget, live in Colorado, so we don't see them as often. But uh, we've, been, we've been in this area our entire lives. Gotcha. And you've been doing health insurance, helping people with that for a long time. You know, one of the things about being uh, one of the oldest guys in the, uh, in the operation here, uh, yeah, I've been doing this for about 40 years now, yeah. so I've got a little experience at it. And the other thing, though, that I'd mentioned is this is all you do. So you are truly a specialist, an expert at Corhorn Financial Group. We, we started working with Ted, oh, several years ago. Actually, when the government got involved and this thing get, really got tangled up and messed up, we said, no, we need someone where this is all they do, where they're an expert. So, yeah, great. Yeah, and today we're going to be talking about Medicare. And a lot of times people are confused about Medicare and Medicaid. And so if you go back to 1965, Lyndon Baines Johnson signed into law basically what became Medicare and Medicaid. And it's important when you when you look back because a lot of times, um, and I talked with a single mother last week, and and uh, she said, "Yeah, we're on Medicare," and and really, a lot of times people get confused on that. So Medicare, when you think of Medicare, think of the the social program, the government program for people sixty five and older that need health care. And there are some a few exceptions to that. Um, if and Ted will get into those, but that's the that's kind of the big picture. And you say, well, what's the difference between that and Medicaid? Medicaid is a federal program that's administered by the states. So state by state, it can vary pretty dramatically what you could get uh, under Medicaid, but it really covers low-income families and pregnant women and people with disability or people that need long-term care. Mm. So there's, there's a difference between Medicare... And Medicaid and today's show is going to be dedicated to Medicare. That's right. Okay, so we've gotten this question recently. We actually get it all the time, and that help me understand the different parts of Medicare and what they actually cover. So let's let's kick that off, Dad. Part okay. A. Yeah, part A. So so first thing I suggest is this: uh, know the difference. Use these words correctly. There's Part A, B, C, and D of Medicare. And then you can buy Medicare supplement plans. So if you were, if you make sure in your mind you're thinking, is this a part or is this a plan? And we'll talk more about why that's important in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so Part A is is the Part A of Medicare that everyone gets that goes on Medicare uh, at no current cost because we paid for it through our working years, uh, and that is typically called your hospital part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it covers if you go into a hospital or you know it, most things related to that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But as you already kind of mentioned, Part A isn't the only thing that, that you need. Um, go ahead. Well, and so, Ted, you said that's what everyone gets. But when do I get Part A? Yeah. You get Part A when you turn 65. Uh, everyone gets it at 65. Or if you've been on a Social Security disability for 24 months, then you're automatically enrolled in Medicare. So I don't have to do anything. When I hit 65, I get Part A. You're going to get Part A whether you want it or not. Got it. 
Okay, so where I was going, part A isn't isn't it? Talk about part B a little bit. Okay. Part B is also, you, you get that at the same time, age 65 or on Social Security Disability for 24 months. But you may not always need Part B. If you're on a, on a group medical plan with more than 20 employees at your company, uh, then you, if you, you probably can opt out of Part B uh, and just stay on your group health insurance. And that will save you some money. Uh, base price this year is one twenty one eighty per month. Which so, is up from previous year. Last year was one hundred four ninety. Uh, I'm not sure if seventeen is going to take a step up or not. We'll see soon. Um, keep in mind that if you're already on Medicare, they you're still at the one hundred four ninety because they cannot raise your Part B costs unless they give you a raise in your Social Security benefits. Yeah. So if you're on Part B and on Social Security and you've been on that for a couple of years, right? You didn't see that increase. We actually talked about that here on the Wise Money Show. We talked about how they were set to give a thirty percent increase. To Medicare, I think maybe even bigger than that. Was that right? One hundred and seventy-two dollars was the number in the Obamacare law. Uh, that's ridiculous. Uh, okay, so but they settled on something a little bit less, and it didn't impact folks who were on Social Security and Medicare Part B. Thank goodness. But folks, that's why we're talking about it. Healthcare costs are rising, insurances are rising. So, Part A, you get automatically when you're sixty-five. Most people, if you're not working. You're going to add Part B to that for a monthly cost. Yes. Or okay. if, even if you're on a group health plan that is under 20 employees, because the, they're going to have a, a, it's going to happen like this. Your employer's either primary or secondary. If they're primary, then that's fine. You, you don't have to have B. But if they're secondary and that's all your group's under 20, then, then you care about that and you can opt out. Yeah. Yep. And so that... $121.80 a month typically just comes right out of your Social Security check if you're drawing Social Security. If you're drawing Social Security, correct. And if you're not, then you pay quarterly. Okay. We're just starting to pull this onion back, folks. we got to talk about D and then go back to C, supplements, and we've got a lot more questions about how it all works and how it applies to your situation. That and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on Newstalk 95.3, Michigan's News Channel. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Hey, folks, we're so glad to have you with us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group right here on 95.3 MNC. My name's Mike. I've got Kevin Corhorn with me and special guest Ted Foster, health insurance and Medicare expert, and by the way, all-around good guy, in the studio with us. <laughs> Absolutely. Special thanks to the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, as well as First State Bank, for sponsoring the content of today's program. And the content is really all about Medicare. Before you yawn, we are talking about some critical issues here that you need to know about, regardless of what stage you're at in preparing for retirement. If you have a question, comment, or want to want us to talk about something else, go to wisemoneyradio.com, submit a question, or you can give us a call, 574-222-2000. Lastly, check us out on Facebook, at Wise Money Radio. We're going to be posting some articles and content related to today's show. You're going to want to go there and check it out. So, folks, so there's four parts to Medicare, right? A, B, C, and D, but then there's also plans. We're just starting to peel back that onion. This is confusing. That's why we're here talking about it, hoping that, uh, that you can learn and are prepared for your retirement. If you're 30 years old, 
You need to learn about Medicare so that you can prepare appropriately. If you're 40, you probably need to be helping mom and dad sign up for Medicare, and you need to understand their options and lead them, uh, help them make a great decision. If you're 50, you're starting to hone in on the specifics of your retirement plan. So figuring out what you're going to do for Medicare really becomes a heightened importance. And then at 60, it's time to start making some choices when you're in your 60s. So this is critical, very important to wherever you're at. We've unpacked A and B. We're going to jump to D, Ted. Tell us about Medicare Part D. Yep. Medicare Part A, Part B, and now Medicare Part D. is That's your prescription drug coverage. A lot of press this year on the cost of prescription drugs. And so I was a little concerned going into the 2017 open enrollment, which starts December 15th, that, that the Part D plans would be a lot more money. But, mm. but so far, they're not. And then we're already seeing the, the 17 plans, so they won't be. Uh, a few of them have gone down. The average cost has gone down about 3.6%. So that was encouraging. Yeah, good. Uh, they did raise the uh, deductible of that a plan can have. Some have deductibles, some do not. Last year, the maximum deductible was three sixty. This year, it's going to be four hundred dollars. Okay. So, so they did cut back in that area on the benefits. So that's a small cost increase. So this is yeah. of these alphabet uh, of the alphabet here. This is the only one that makes sense. So D for drug. Also, donut hole, right? That's, so, <laughs> oh, yeah, donut hole. Right, so that you, can't, you can't stop. You can't stay away from that word, can you? you no, know, I can't. Yep. I can't. All right, so that's A, B, and D. We put those in a specific order. We'll tell you about that later. All right, so let's go back to C then. What's okay. Medicare Part C? Medicare Part C is the Medicare Advantage plans. And, and that's a more complicated and, and takes quite a bit of conversation, but you opt out of Medicare and you choose to have a health insurance company provide you the payment for your medical claims. So you are actually out of Medicare. You still pay your Part B cost because there's no way out of that, mm-hmm. $120, $180, or whatever it is for you. And you have a health plan from one of the major carriers, and hopefully, and, that, and you get to look at the ratings, make sure you get a highly rated plan, and you go into one of the Medicare Advantage plans for your care. Gotcha. So... This is why we put it in that order, folks. I'm just going to summarize, and Ted, you can help me help polish this off. But So if you're looking at Medicare, you need to understand Part A, and Part A and B and D usually go together along with a supplement plan, which we'll get to in just a bit. So really, that's one option. A different option is Part C, right? And Part C, you're still paying the Part B cost, but you're getting a private insurance. Exactly, yes. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, piece of cake. That's right. So, okay. So we've got several other questions that we need to dive into to really start applying this, right? So if you're following along and you understand how that works together and those two choices, well, how do you apply it? So first question we're going to talk through is, so I'm approaching age 65. What do I need to be doing? So you're approaching 65 and let's, let's just, I'm going to back that up just a little bit on you and, and answer it a little differently. So if you're, people often will think, oh, I'm approaching 62. I need to look at Medicare because that's when you become eligible for social security. It is not when you become eligible for Medicare though. So as you approach 65, now we really care about this Medicare thing. So at age 64, You should start looking at plans. I recommend you interview advisors that you're going to work with over the next year to assist you in enrolling in Part A and B, making sure that happens correctly. And then they show you the different plan options that are available for you. 
So really, you need to know about it as the years come along. But at 64, we need to get serious about this. So, Ted, you said you'd start interviewing potential advisors. How would you pick an advisor? How, what, how, what process would you use in selecting an advisor for this? Uh, that's, that's a great question when I, I hadn't really prepared for it. But, I, you know, here's, here's the deal on that. You, <laughs> you, uh, uh, you need to make sure you're working with someone that specializes in this area. You know, there are a lot of there are a lot of people that sell this. You're going to find when you turn 64, you're suddenly going to be in your mailbox the most popular person on your block. <laughs> I've had people bring in the mail that they get over their entire year prior to their birthday and when they turn 65, and it's usually about eight to 12 inches high of stacked up mail you receive oh in that year. Yeah. So there's a lot of people after you for your business. There are also a lot of people that. And, and this is a little harsh, perhaps, but I call them gypsies. There are people that from somewhere else that'll stop by and knock on your door and want to sell you a Medicare supplement or a Medicare Advantage plan or whatever. I recommend you don't go with those guys, even though this is their full line of business, because when a problem arises later, if yep. it does, good luck having them stop by from, and a lot of those come in, in Michigan, a lot of them come from the Detroit area or the Grand Rapids area but they come from somewhere else and it's hard to get them to provide you help when you need it. So someone who specializes in this in particular, and I, I would of course say, since we're talking about finances, of course say someone that you can trust, someone yes. that you trust, right? This is so confusing folks. Hopefully we haven't lost you already, but you've got to be able to trust your guide, your advisor, that they can understand your situation and unpack it and then say, so of all these choices, this is the one that makes the most sense for you. Yeah. So I guess the, the, the bottom line is someone who specializes. And of course our preference would be someone local. You kind of, you, you had me at gypsy. I, just put a quick check on my wallet to make sure it was still here. No offense to any gypsies who might be listening. But um, okay, so so what happens then if I don't sign up right at sixty five? Is that a problem? If you're drawing your yes and no. Uh, if you're drawing your Social Security benefits and you do nothing, uh, they will enroll you in Medicare A and Medicare B. I mean that's how it's supposed to work, and usually it does work that way. If you do not want B, then you need to opt out. You need to contact Social Security or go online and, and opt out of B. And again, you would opt out of B if you're on a group health plan with more than 20 employees at your company. So why spend that 120, 180 if you don't need to? Uh, so you need to make sure you do get enrolled in A and B if you need it, mm -hmm. or you will be enrolled and get out of B if you don't need it. And just to point to this, if you're still working at 65, so you get out of B, and then you retire, how soon do you have to elect B again? I mean, is there a certain window as soon as you're done and off that group plan? When you come, when you know you're going to retire, you want to get. I like to have people come see me about three or four months before the retirement's going to happen. And I know that with with you guys, usually they'll come in way earlier than that, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Yep. Earlier the better because you don't have to do it. We'll review it just before the time comes. But about a month or so before, or two months before you're going to retire, we need to contact Social Security and say, I'm going to retire from my group insurance. I need my Part B. What are we going to do about that? And that's what I was going to ask. I mean, so what is the process? So Part A is automatic. 
But part B, do you actually have to log on to Social Security, call the office or something to actually apply or say, yes, I do want Part B, or is that part automatic as well? Part B is automatic if you're drawing Social Security income. Okay. They have a, then they have a way to get their money. They have a way to get their 120, 180. Got it. And if you're not drawing Social Security, and, and, and you know, let's face it, a lot of people don't draw their Social Security for a variety of reasons right at age 65. And so then you need to set up a quarterly payment schedule to pay that money to the uh, Social Security. Yeah. Okay. We've been talking about what happens if you're about to retire and about to turn 65. And we've even touched on whether you're about to turn 65, but still working. We serve a lot of folks who have a goal of retiring early. And when, uh, in just a moment, we're going to be talking about that. So you're 62. When does Medicare step in? What do you do for health insurance? So that's a big one we need to impact that I think a lot of people it will apply to. So that and more here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. News Talk 95.3, Michigan's News Channel. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Hello, folks. Welcome to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group here on 95.3 MNC. My name's Mike, joined by Kevin and special guest Ted Foster, Medicare expert, is in the MNC studio with us today. Thank you to Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett and the Inspired team at REMAX 100 for partnering with us on the Wise Money Show, today's show is all about answering your questions and trying to decipher Medicare and your choices there. With open enrollment coming up, this is a timely topic. We're getting a lot of questions about it. So we're so thankful to have Ted here share some wisdom with us on the Wise Money Show. If you've missed anything, I'd point you back to the, to the podcast. We've already dissected part A, B, and D, and then also part C. And if you don't know what I just said. I'd refer you back to the podcast. You can get there at wisemoneyradio.com. You can also submit a question there as well. And if you're driving, we want to hear from you too. 574-222-2000. Okay. So we were just talking about applying this thing. On the Wise Money Show, we're all about applying financial wisdom, financial knowledge. And so we're talking about if you're turning 65, what do you need to be doing? I know a lot of you out there, and I get teased about this on the show. I want to retire young retire early. I know a lot of you do as well. So say you're approaching 62, thinking about retiring, thinking about turning on Social Security. Can you enroll in Medicare? You already kind of answered this, Ted, but let's just open that up. Sure. All right. So the short answer is no. Uh, At 62, you cannot. Medicare is available at age 65 or if you run Social Security disability for 24 months. So your options would be COBRA from your workplace. Yep. we go through the Affordable Care Act. Uh, you know, there's a lot of conversations, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise. Controversy uh, in conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we still have to look at it, and it's and it's right for a lot of people, and and not wrong, not right for others. So we just have to do the analysis and figure out what's the best option for you for medical care between 62 and 65. So this is really confusing because Social Security and Medicare are joined at the hip, right? There's both social programs and so on and they both deal with retirement. And it's confusing because you can choose to draw Social Security at 62 or 63. You've got an option. But Medicare, I even have some doctors that I've not argued with, but we didn't quite see eye to eye because they assumed you could choose to be on Medicare at 66 
or 67 or 62. But that is not the case. It's a firm date, age 65. Correct. Yep. Yes. What about, are there proposals out there to try and bring that age lower to change that? I, I kind of heard whiffs of that when the whole uh, Affordable Care Act, I, it's even hard for me to say Affordable Care Act, by the way, uh, when that was being kicked around, they were talking about changing the Medicare age, right? They were. Uh, there's all kinds of proposals. There's a proposal that says we'll take Medicare all the way down to birth. There are proposals that say we'll start at age 60. That's the currently the probably the most popular proposal. The one thing that's going to have to happen, though, Mike, is if that happens, Medicare and Medicaid are going to have to step up and pay more reimbursements to the providers than they do currently. Currently, their reimbursements are not enough to keep our hospitals and doctors in business. Yep. And so they're, that's balanced out on the back of the group health plans and the private pay customers. I'm, I'm glad you went there. We were talking about that before the show, and that's so crystal clear. And yet there's not much political will to get that done, right? It's terribly unpopular. It, it's, <laughs> it's a tough one yeah. for anybody to bring up and go into. It doesn't generate any votes. doesn't right. make you a popular guy. So we just have to say, as a federal government, we haven't been paying enough, and now we're going to have to. Yeah. So who wants to be, I don't know who wants to be that politician. So really, we need to fix the system, and bringing it to a lower age might actually make the problem, could make the problem worse. But Kevin, I want to open up the same question about someone who's looking at retiring before 65, mm -hmm. planning for retirement, and having health care costs be a component of that. I mean, what's the overall general wisdom on what their options are and how do you plan for that? Well, plan is the key word there, Mike. And when you think about that, there are ways, especially with the Affordable Care Act, if you have any control or any ability to manipulate your income or manipulate the sources of income, you can get yourself qualified uh, for a very inexpensive plan, very high deductible, but very inexpensive plan using the Affordable Care Act. And that is where you want to have some sort of marriage of your health insurance plan with your retirement plan. And your tax plan. And your tax plan, yeah. which is your overall financial plan. So, I mean, we, you know, you hit all the areas. You're, you, you got six areas of financial planning. So let's just, let's just go right through them. Present financial position, that's my uh, net worth statement and my cash flow statement. If I'm a business, I've got a profit and loss and a balance sheet. If I'm an individual, I've got a net worth and a cash flow statement. And then protection planning, which this is right here. Medicare, health insurance. Yep. yep. It's, it's all about risk management. Do I live with the risk or do I transfer the risk? The next area is tax planning. And I say if you're pre-65, for sure you want to be doing tax planning. Should I have an HSA? Is there a way that I can manipulate my income down? to qualify for a better deal from the Affordable Care Act, all of these types of things. That's tax planning, not tax preparation, but tax planning. So if you're listening and if I ask you the question, so who helps you with your tax planning and you don't have an answer, then come see us or, or go find someone who can do tax planning. Get proactive with your tax Absolutely. situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't just let it happen to you. So that's uh, the third area. The fourth is investment planning. Fifth is retirement planning, which this is kind of encompassing whether you're 30 years old and you're planning for your retirement or 65 and you're about to, to launch uh, your retirement. You need uh, a good financial plan. The last area is estate plan. Those are the six areas. But 
our job as financial planners is to, to link the seemingly unrelated areas of your financial life so that you have congruency throughout your financial life. So if you're looking at retiring early or want to, yeah. with the right plan yep. and, and the right steps done along the way, preparation, you've got some pretty interesting and possibly even good health insurance options even before Medicare, if you can structure it right. You know, as I listen to you talk, I've worked with a lot of your folks that are not 65 yet on their on their Affordable Care Act coverage. Yeah. And just the, without, because that's a whole other program, but I'm going to say quickly this. Everybody that is under 400% of the federal poverty level gets a tax credit to help them buy health insurance. Everybody that is under 250% of the federal poverty level gets the tax credit, but they also get enhanced benefits. Uh, we have, so if you're 60, 61, 62, there's two components, and, and Kevin, you mentioned one of them, control of your income, but before you can take advantage of that one, you have to have control of your household expenses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've worked with some of your folks that pay very, very low premiums, and they don't have the high deductible because they get the enhanced benefits. So they may have only a $100 deductible. So it's a valuable process, a valuable tool to be able to have control of those two things under 65, and you can really make a huge difference. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, all right, let's, let's switch gears here. If Let's pretend you're turning 65, you have parts A and B, and you're retired. Is A and B all that you need? Well, it's a good start. Uh, you, you need your A and B, and then you're going to decide, do I want to have a Medicare supplement, plan A through plan N? And here's where the difference comes in on the part A, B, and C, D, or plan, because they're, they're, they use the same letters. So it's, you know, I've, oh written, my goodness. I've written a couple articles, and I called one of them alphabet soup, yeah. because... It's it's it gets it's not confusing enough. They use the same letters in two different places, so you need to know the difference between Part A and and Plan A. Uh, so so you go in and you say, all right, how's my health? What do I think I need? How's my budget? How do I feel about having to manage claims, or do I just want to pay a premium and have my everything paid for me? And so so that's possible, which it probably has not been possible in the first sixty four years of your life. But at age 65, you can literally have a plan that will pay all of your medical expenses at a very reasonable price for the plan. Mm-hmm. So, so we look at those. Then you have to do a little bit more math with your, with your advisor and say, but does it make financial sense? And we found this year that the, the difference between a plan F, which is very one of the most popular plans out there in Medicare supplements, and a plan G, the premium difference is about $350. Mm. And the only difference in the two plans coverage-wise is the $166 deductible. So do I want to give the insurance company $350 to pay my $166 deductible? Probably not. Yep. Big decision. Parts A, B, D, and a supplement is one option. Part C is something different. So we're going to be unpacking a little bit more questions and then wrapping it all up here. Uh, coming up on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.
This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, your breaking news and weather station. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran & Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Thanks for tuning in to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on 95.3, Michiana's news channel. My name's Mike, alongside Kevin Corhorn in the MNC studios. Josh is usually with us. Got an upgrade today. Ted Foster, Medicare and health insurance expert, uh, is uh, is joining us today in the MNC studio. We're talking about Medicare and peeling back that onion, really helping all of us learn more about what Medicare is so that we can all make a great choice about healthcare in retirement. If you have any questions, go to wisemoneyradio.com or give us a call, 574-222-2000. We are going to be posting a few resources that we've talked about on, on the show so far, especially that Fidelity study, Kevin, that Kevin mentioned earlier, on the blog and on Facebook. So check us out at Wise Money Radio on Facebook. Okay, folks, so we were in the middle of a question I want to circle back to. Take the scenario that we got this question. I'm turning 65. I have Medicare as part A and B, and I'm retired. Is Medicare all that I need? And Ted, to summarize your question, you said it's a good start, but it's really not all you need. Likely you need a supplement. So should everyone have a drug plan? And is the drug plan part of the supplement or do you need to get part D? The drug plan is not part of the supplement. You need part D. And should everyone have one? The short answer to that is yes. Yeah. Uh, if you you do not have to take that, it's optional. They're guaranteed issue every year, so we can come back two years from now, four years from now, and say, oh, now I need a drug plan. I'll take one, but then we have to pay a penalty for being a late enrollee. Now the penalty sounds harmless. It's thirty-four cents per month uh, for the rest of your life. So if you've been without a plan for ten months, will make it easy for me. $3.40 per month penalty that you'll pay for the rest of your life. But if that's more like 60 months, it gets to be substantial and you will pay it for the rest of your life. I still pick up pennies in the parking lot. So mm-hmm. even that three bucks sounds expensive to me. So get on it, folks. And I would also say that's another reason why you need a great advisor helping you figure this stuff out so you don't make some of those tragic mistakes. If you're not meeting with your advisor yearly, and I mean yearly, uh, whoever you have your supplement with, you need to call them or call us and let us help you. Here's the here's the thing on that. Every year somebody calls me in January or February and says, hey, I missed our review during open enrollment, and now I can't fill my prescription. I didn't realize they took it off my formulary. Can we fix that? And the answer is, sure, we can next January. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's that's the problem. So, okay, open enrollment. Ted, can you enlighten us on open enrollment? Sure. Every year, uh, currently, and it's been this way for a few years, hopefully it stays this way, from October 15th through December 7th, we can now look at the 2017 plans, know what the costs are, know what the benefits are, know what's on the drug formularies, and we can do that during that time period. We can make a change in our drug plans or our Medicare Advantage plans without proving that we're healthy. We don't have to be insurable. If we want to make a change on our Medicare supplement or buy a Medicare supplement, typically we have to prove that we're in good health. Okay, gotcha. So we know that Ted, between October 15th and December 7th, (laughs) Ted is busier than a one-armed paper hanger. I mean, he is just, he's hustling. So what if, Ted, what if uh, I was 
working with an advisor and I bought a Medicare supplement at 65. I'm 68 now. And my advisor is either no longer in the business or has retired. Now I begin the search all over again. You know, it's a, it's without being too self-promoting, give us a call and let us help you. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it you you need somebody to work through this with you. It's best unless you have put it. If you put about a uh, hundred hours into recertification, like I have, uh, then you can go ahead and do that yourself. But I don't think you did. Mm-hmm. So you're so you suggest that the maintenance every year I maintain my my Medicare program by sitting down with my advisor, finding out what things have changed and how my health has changed, how my financial life has changed, and see if I need to make a change or not. Correct. Absolutely right. All right, so we've talked a little bit about A, B, D, and a supplement versus Part C, also known as Medicare Advantage Plan. So let's talk about some of the pluses and minuses of a Medicare Advantage Plan compared to Medicare and a supplement. You know, there's some really neat things with the Medicare Advantage plans that 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 we like. Uh, you know, their their cost is lower. People like that. They have they have more copays than the Medicare supplements do. So you go to the doctor, you pay a copay. You go in the hospital, and you pay kind of a su- substantial copay, uh, three hundred dollars a month, roughly, for the first six days. So there are expenses in there, and that's why I said earlier, if you are able and willing to manage your claims after they happen, an Advantage plan might be for you. Uh, But they also roll in their silver sneakers program, and they have some uh, over-the-counter prescription drugs we can order out of a catalog at no cost. So there's some other benefits. It's easy on those plans to add dental and vision. Uh, There's a little bit of preventive dental and preventive vision built into those. Mm -hmm. So they're good plans, and the costs are, are quite low. You just have to know what you're purchasing. Are some of the supplement plans, do they include dental and vision too, or is this sort of special to Medicare Advantage? Special to Medicare Advantage. We can buy dental and vision mm-hmm. if we choose to, but we have to do it separately on gotcha. a Medicare supplement. On a Medicare Advantage, we can just add them right there on the plan. I don't know who can make this decision just in a vacuum. I mean, to me, this this decision between A, B, D and a supplement versus Medicare Advantage just needs to be made in the context of that overall plan. And with, as Kevin already said, your health insurance advisor, your tax advisor, and your financial planner all together working in a collaborative fashion, making the best decision for you. Because there's just too much here to figure out. Yeah, so if I so if I choose a Medicare Advantage plan this year. Can I, do I, is that what I have to choose forever or do I have a choice in the future? You, you do have choices in the future, but you may have to prove you're insurable to go back to a Medicare supplement. You can always go back to Medicare. That's not an issue. You can do it during open enrollment each year. But if you want a supplement to go along with that, you may have to prove insurability. Gotcha. Okay, folks, we're, we're, let's, let's wrap this up a little bit, put our arms around this thing, okay? I said earlier, and, and it's worth saying again, I want to talk through this. If you're listening right now and you're in your 30s, say late 20s or in your 30s, you need to learn about Medicare. Now, I, I get your argument. Oh, it'll probably change. Will it still be around? I'm sure it's going to adapt, especially with how things have moved over the past five years. But you, you have a responsibility to be, to be learning about your options and start planning accordingly. You, we can't say it often enough. 
you need to start early saving for this. Yep. And as Kevin said earlier, that total cost, that total projected cost of healthcare in your retirement has increased this year to an estimated $260,000. So if you're young, if you're in your 20s, 30s, you need to learn and start preparing. If you're in your 40s, you need to learn about this to help mom and dad make a good decision, right? This is confusing enough your responsibility, you've got to learn it and then help mom and dad get the right advisor and make sure that they're making a good decision. If you're in your 50s, that's where your retirement plan gets more specific and more intentional. And so you need to know about these options with Medicare so that you can make that a solid component of your retirement plan. Kevin, this is a change we've made recently. A couple of years ago as we built retirement plans, we just said, eh, it's just going to be factored into your overall spending. Now we're actually taking the healthcare cost and making it a specific part of someone's retirement plan. Absolutely. And especially at 50, if you think you might retire before 65, make sure you've diversified the different places that you've saved into, which will give you income options when you retire before 65. Absolutely. I want to make sure to mention, because we haven't covered it and I meant to earlier, but I don't, and so I don't want to let it slide by. Part B, at when you retire, you get Part B, or when you turn 65, you get B if you need it. It's optional. But it does have a extra cost if your income is higher. So if your income is over $85,000 a year two years ago, mm-hmm. and you're now 65, you're going to pay a higher cost for Part B than one twenty one eighty, And it goes up in, in increments based on income. But the top number, instead of being one twenty one eighty, is three hundred and eighty nine dollars and eighty cents. So it's a substantial increase, and you have to take account for it. And you have to remember it's your income from two years ago. Yeah, well, there again points back to planning, and I'm I'm all for paying more and getting more. But what you're talking about, you're paying more and getting the exact same thing. So be careful. And so finally, folks, if you're in, if you're sixty three, sixty four, you need to be hunting for that right Medicare advisor sit down with them, really learn about the options and work with your advisor to figure out what's the right strategy for your unique situation. I'm trusting that Ted's help today on the show is gonna help lead you down that path and we're here to help as well. So thanks folks. On behalf of Ted Foster, Kevin Corhorn and myself, the rest of us at KFG, thanks for listening to the Wise Money Show and we'll see you next Saturday here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.